Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. Are we doing it already? Fucking hell. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the half-shelled hero. Guys, how are we? What's everyone been up to? Al, what are you up to and what t-shirt are you wearing? Uh, it's not a t-shirt, it's a sweatshirt. Or Ooh. a jumper, as we call them He's in England. He's a sweater! A sweater! He's a uh, sweater! Jersey. No, it's not a jersey. I don't know. No. Um, it is the turtles. It's it's Raph, the best turtle. But it's the cool, like, um, done in the comic book style, not the cartoon yeah. version. Was Raphael your favorite? Yep. Oh, that explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have I been up to? Um, I did a kind of fixer-upper weekend this weekend. It was good. I got a lot of shit done. I built um, an extension to the hack bench because um, someone sent me some Vi, and I can't remember who it was. I want to say what? it was Jim. Vi, the plural of vice. Oh, right. Um, Jim. It was Jim. It was old man, old wooden ship Jim. He sent ah. me uh, a couple of Vi, and I... That's not a real word, by the way. And, <laughs> um, yeah, they were basically... My workbench top is not thick enough, and also there's loads of mechanics underneath for all the automated shit, so there's nowhere to fit the, the vice on the bench. So I built a little flip-out extension thing because I had some of the uh, kitchen worktop left, and I just made it a bit thicker so the vice could fit and then just built, just hinged it, and it's really cool, and it's, like, super sturdy. I was worried that, like, it had this big, heavy, like, you know, 35, 40-pound vice hanging off it, um, that it wouldn't be able to hold the weight, but it's it's super strong. It's actually it makes the bench stronger because now it's got like another set of legs. Yeah, so it even it actually reduces wobble, which is great. And I've got it's just yes, yeah, a little bit wider, so I've got more room to do shit. And now I've got an actual vice, so I can clamp stuff. Yay! Clamping clamps to clamps and then clamping <laughs> clamps to clamps the bench. Um, now you've got something you can put your grinder in. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, and then I fixed my power planer because that was fucked. So I put a new switch in that, and that's great. And now there's no safety cutoff, so it's even more dangerous. Yeah. Um, and what else did I fix? Tried fixing my belt sander, but that had committed suicide. Mm. Um, fixed the bed. Oh, my God. Right. So, oh, yeah, I saw that. So there was, there was, I live, I live in a rented uh, house, and in the spare bedroom, there's uh, just like a divan, and it has been collapsed since I've moved in. I've lived here for two years. Um, and I was like, right, I need to go and check this out. Maybe it's just like uh, one of the, the supports or slats is broken. There weren't any slats. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know if this is standard fare for like how they build beds, but I basically like cut open the thing on the bottom to get in um, to the divan base. And it was literally made by like not even <laughs> one by twos, like thinner than one by twos, just as a frame, like a box frame and cardboard. Yep. And I don't mean like hardboard or like some sort of, like IKEA corrugated thing. It was literally just like, you know, 200 gram brown cardboard. <laughs> and there were parts where it had just ripped, there were parts where it was just like folded and creased on itself. And it was like, it was held together with staples. The bed was held, a bed was fucking held together with staples. <laughs> I have no idea how this thing was meant to be built to support adults, two adults, a fucking double bed. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I was embarrassed to be a human being that some <laughs> other human being had allowed this to be made. It was like, what is the least amount of material we can get away with to make a bed? So I've just completely battened it out with like two by fours, sheet of OSB. It weighs a ton now, <laughs> but it's, fucking, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a fixy, fixy mode, and that nice. is a very satisfying mode for me. Nice. nice. Productionish. Yes. Uh, Brett, what have you been up to? 
I built a workbench table thing as well. Hmm. So expanding yeah. on Al's idea, you know, because we both knew that we were working on that <laughs> at the same time. Um, now, it, with the winter um, in kind of full swing temperature wise, we still haven't gotten a lot of snow, but the shop is just it's as cold as the air is outside. So Jimmy and I have been trying to find ways to at least maintain productivity with it you know, like waiting for glue to dry because it doesn't want to in the cold. Um, and so I've been moving a lot of stuff around in the shop and organizing and trying to get some of that, you know, cleanup done. That's kind of the never ending battle. Um, and it turns out I gained two and a half more feet to my left in the cleanup. <laughs> and I was like, oh, ooh, I'm so excited. I have a little more space. And I really, you know, you guys have seen it. It's it's a pretty small area that I exist in there, which is fine because it's meant to be more of a set piece and and kind of where the camera focuses. But um, I asked Jim if I could. I go, I will only use scrap because honestly, we didn't have any of the square tube that we usually use to build the workbenches. Um, and we just have piles of these cutoffs. So I was like, well, I need to make sure that I can still weld or like I'm a mediocre welder. So what would normally take eight pieces of square tube was 23 pieces, <laughs> like the largest of which being maybe like 11 or 14 inches long. Brilliant. And so I made a work table out of scrap and I can only see like two or three seams in, in the welds. So I feel good about that. <laughs> So it was a nice little, uh, it was a nice little project because I'm in a little bit of a creative slump, or I, I've got ideas, but it's you know, the weather's absolutely killing me. So it was a good project to just kind of take a step back, relearn some welding processes, see if I've still got the chops for it, and also create a little bit more work area for myself, which I'm I'm super happy about. I have a steel table now that's two feet by four feet rather than my current one, which is. <laughs> 43 and a half inches by 18 and a quarter. I don't know. It's some, like, it was a doctor's exam bench. It's not made to be a work table, but as much as I love that one, I really wanted something that I could work on the, the, you know, I could totally muck it up because at this point, now that it's got a steel top, I could take scotch bright or a wire wheel to it. And if it ever gets mucked up, I just, you know, go right back to it. Other scouring pads are available. <laughs> Other scouring pads are available. Um, so that was a, it was a good project. And I, I finished, I actually did a video of it because I figured, why not? It's a fun little video. Um, I think Al will like the outro. Al, outro. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did some Patreon updates, which I'm like long overdue for last night developing some things with some patrons and trying to make sure that the crew has the solidarity approach for 2019 because they are the best slash you guys are part of that. So it was a good productive couple of days. It's just been too damn cold and <laughs> trying to get stuff done. Otherwise, Steve, what about you? Uh, I have done none of the things that I wanted to do. <laughs> um, Perfect. I yeah, I've been at work and then I was really ill for three days, which was great fun. Um, and then instead of 
doing all of the shop organization that I've got planned in my head because um, I think I said on here about the fact that I've got a, a new, by new, I mean 100-year-old forge um, that's going in the shop. Uh, but because of that, I need to basically completely change the entire layout of how everything is in the workshop. Are um, you going to take a broom to the whole thing? No. Don't do no, it. Okay. No. Okay. Just going to leave rust and sawdust and shit everywhere um <laughs> but there so, are so yeah. many people on instagram posting clean shop happy shop. i know just re i spent the whole week reposting everything <laughs> i feel like <laughs> yes. but uh you'd be yeah. genuinely pleased at me but everything is tidy and clean i even made a wood rack in the ah. house. oh <laughs> i can't wait to see it um but yeah so i've got i've got like a shitload of real reorganization to do uh, in there when I get some time. Um, but yeah, on the one day that I had it off, I ended up going and buying 28 uh, disused factory lights. Like, you know, the really fucking big uh, aluminium domed lampshade oh, yes. things? Oh, yeah. Like industrial kind of yeah. warehousey lights, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've got, uh, I ended up buying a shitload of them because someone was selling them really cheap and I already knew of a way to get rid of half of them. Um, so I've done that, which means I've now got even less room in the workshop. Um, and uh, I've where I've just been led in bed or on the sofa being ill, I've just been coming up with, well, two things. I've been trying to like plan out the next six months so that I can get to the point where I'm uh, when I do go full time, I've got all the stuff done that I want to get done. And I was talking to Jim about it and I figured out if I do um, 14 hour days every day that I'm off with no time off at all, I should be able to get all the things that I want to get done done by like mid August. Um, so it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've had to kind of like choose between uh, a few projects and things that I actually need to get done. Uh, so rather than doing like the fun things that I want to do, just kind of going, no, I actually need to build this or I need to make that or I need to do whatever um, to kind of basically to get to the point where I can make ends meet doing this on my own. Mm -hmm. um, and as well as doing that, I've also been coming up with lots of really dumb random projects because <laughs> I've been sat there going, huh, I wonder what about doing that? And then I oh, can no. have that. Example. Uh, and I've actually messaged Al about a couple of them as well because it's such a good idea and I really want to do it. <laughs> if you haven't already planned this year's zombie apocalypse weapon. <laughs> yeah, you're behind. Good Lord. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and to be perfectly honest, like, the the kind of the ideas that I've been coming up with have been um, like the the non sensible ones have been a little bit more out there and a little bit nuts uh, because Al wants to talk about nuts. That was genuinely good. Brazil nut. I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I, say, I could see the fact that it was like, oh, I see where he's going, and you were just sat there going because I was shocked. I was like, yeah. oh, wait, wait, yeah, I actually did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, um, we are so good about just letting our segues go. <laughs> know what they are? Yeah, we we, we, yeah. we don't self congratulate here. We'll all. get cooler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're forever the geeks. It's fine. 
yeah i was just i was just kind of having a moment of self-reflection and i was thinking about how fucking mental and nuts things can be and how we've get ourselves into situations and and the circumstances that lead to things and also things that take you by surprise things that are unexpected i mean like in good ways and bad ways for instance like taking apart a bed and finding out it's made of farts and dreams <laughs> to me it was nuts that that was even allowed to leave a shop um to things like i was again ben uh, ben, ben? <laughs> joe, joe sorry um you're, ta- you're talking about patreon and um i posted something as well recently that was uh, an old video i found and it was off an old um dv8 tape it's a few years back and i think i've told this story it was basically um when i when i moved to the uk i i had a job interview and i took a machine to the job interview that i'd built it's a graphic design job but i i, I built uh <laughs> like a um i don't know what the word is like an automaton like a like a sort of old yeah. school wooden toy that you turn the handle on um it's basically the name of the um the 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 tagline of the, the the agency I work at is that the, we do design work so good that it makes your socks go up and down, and it's just like a nice sort of saying, yeah. like you know, it's, what's the feeling when you see some great design? Oh, it makes your socks go up and down. And so I made this machine that had a pair of socks on top of it so with some like fake feet, and the socks yeah. went up and down. Um, and you turn the handle, and they kind of it was like two pistons on like yeah. you know a, a, a straight two engine, um, and. I found this video and, I, and so I posted it on Patreon. And basically, when I'd made that video, I sent the video to to Bob. I like to make stuff, and this was long <laughs> before the hack shack. This was long before kind yeah. of um, I knew any of you guys, and in fact, anyone listening before I'd met any of you guys. Um, and I sent this video to Bob, and I was like, obviously, it wasn't like this is a maker video. It really is just yeah. like a time lapse of me. It's like a Jimmy video. Um, it's just a, <laughs> a terrible, terribly edited time lapse. Um, of me making this machine like from start to finish with um you know the sketching out and everything yeah in the kitchen so i'm in i'm in a a tiny apartment in amsterdam building this thing um and yeah i just sent this i sent the video to bob and i was like oh i also like to make stuff bob here's a sock machine i made i'm going to a job (laughs) interview (laughs) and he was was really nice about it you know replied he's like oh cool 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 Um, but then you know a year later we're on the same stage as him at Maker Central. Yeah. And I ju- it, it just dawned on me there's these this these crazy connections that we're all making. And like as the world gets smaller and as we kind of um learn more about one another and and and, and reach out and interact more, more of these mad um things happen. Again, I've got another kind of it's not like it's not like name dropping or like tenuous links, but um Carolyn built that fantastic um installation at Amsterdam for the uh, for the light festival. We yeah. talked about the other week, um, and that was with one of my ex colleagues in a previous life. So we're all connected, and, and it just it just blows my mind. Um, and I think even just from sort of a, a people level, I think it's 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 crazy what has happened in such a short space of time. Especially for me, um, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but it it does blow my mind sort of every every day. Oh yeah, massively. I mean, if you were to have said to me even a year ago let alone two years ago, like where I am, where I'd be now, I'd have never believed you. (laughs) And like the fact that I'm not just planning on like, oh shit, you know, I've got to make X amount of fire tools and like all the boring run of the mill bread and butter stuff that that blacksmiths do. Being able to say, oh yeah, I'm going to make a giant axe thing to (laughs) slay 
fucking pumpkins weird and <laughs> and like random shit like that like a spinning wheel of knife throwing death <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and um and like getting to work with some of the people that i've got to work with and getting to do some of the things that i've got to do like the fact that uh just before we were recording i um i sent an email to um uh to uh taylor about um the courses for next year like that plus the fact that you know we might be going over to norway we might be going over to um a guild meetup in sweden and things like this like i'd have never ever in a million years believed that i'd be in a position where i could do stuff like that and i'm don't remember i'm still very much um at the point where i'm like i'm not sure if i'm the person that should be doing this but the the fact that you know you i've i'm now in a position where i get those opportunities whether or not i deserve them is a completely different thing but like the fact that i even am able to 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 be asked about them is is incredible and it's, it's absolutely insane and like i think the um the kind of those those sort of things rather than the the necessarily out there bills are what really blows my mind and, and what i think is nuts like like you said like the fact that we're going to be on stage and the fact that we're, we're going to be sharing a stage with colin um in a few months time and the fact that the fact that we had colin on this show like <laughs> yeah, you'd said to me two years ago that i was gonna have a podcast that a people were gonna listen to b i was gonna be doing with no one two. listens to this no, no. <laughs> uh i was gonna be doing with like people like you and i was going to be getting people like colin on to to talk and not and the thing is it's not just people like colin like getting to meet some of the people that we've met through doing this is fucking insane yeah like some stupidly talented and interesting and wonderful and crazy people and it's fucking it's ace <laughs> it blows my mind it really does <laughs> brett what blows your mind everything is weird yeah I, we have discussed lots of i don't know similar topics in the past like in in really quick tidbits but what consistently takes me for a loop is just how i mean i've talked about how my work life has been to, over my adulthood where it was like move to vegas this is an amazing job i'm going to stay out here and be a video journalist nope <laughs> and then i moved back to kansas because i'm broke and then it's like well i work for a print shop now this is amazing i love this job nope can't support yourself oh i'll go work for a carpenter's union sign makers union cool i'm making exhibits and fake stuff for all these crazy you know conventions that are happening and i'm traveling a lot and this is really fun oh nope don't do that anymore move to new york city be an art director no, you're not really an art director. Well, I hate that job. Never mind. <laughs> and now, you know, I buried myself in, in Jimmy's shop just because it was the closest outlet that I had. I knew no one in New York City that did what Jimmy did. And beyond that, it was it was this like deep-seated thing of my childhood and, and my upbringing. It was like, I did like making stuff. I, I liked creating things and I liked, building and figuring out how things worked and the fact that it took me almost like 30 years to really come around to that and end up here on a podcast with you two 
that I've told you plenty of times how much that means to me. And nothing. He always says nothing. Right. <laughs> like the people, the people that I've met obviously is amazing. Um, and some of the connections I've made, be it, you know, through being in Jimmy's shop or the, my favorites are obviously when they happen on my own or when somebody's just like, Oh, I didn't realize you worked with Jimmy. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> we got a job spec. Um, it's so it's, it's, it's nuts. Like regardless of the builds, I don't even really think of the builds as anything too crazy or too wild. Obviously they're just ideas that pop into my head and I want to tell stories and I want get pe- I want, I want people to learn how to think and, and break out of their normality. What is normal? Right. Um, it's weird to think that we've gotten to this point and, and be, and because we have so much to look forward to for the next year, that's not something that's very typical for me in the past was being able to look, it was a constant joke with like my family and friends. It was like, don't ask me what I'm doing two weeks from now. Cause I don't know what that's going to be. <laughs> and it's not like that's changed much. I have zero plans. And I think I said it on the last podcast, but I love going where the wind takes me. Um, but now those are not really driven by my job saying, you know, two weeks from now being like, Hey, uh, 48 hours notice you have to fly somewhere for this really terrible thing that you're not really going to enjoy, but it's part of your job. So you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you accept that. And you do it because it's your job. Now, if it's like three months from now, I'm going to be in, you know, Cleveland doing a demo thing at a Lincoln Electric. I'm like, what? And, you know, they, you kind of like you knock yourself down a peg or something. I mean, that, that, that is job. Yeah. Like, I think, I think the word job. I am been, job. Yeah, I am. I am job. I think the word job has been like now misconstrued for our generation to mean career. As if like a job is like a nine to five. It's like a thing that you have to do for a business, for a company. Right. Like once upon a time, people's jobs were exactly that, to be a blacksmith (laughs) or to be the person that goes and scouts and goes on adventures and finds things out or to be a storyteller. You know, they were jobs once upon a time. Um, It's only like the 20th, 21st century that's, that's made job become this thing you do from when you're a child till you die. Right. So like <laughs> to feel to feel weird about it is I think is is not right. I think we should embrace it. I th- you know I think it sounds from the outset you could think that we're you know we're trying to shirk responsibility or we're trying to shirk hard work. I fucking love hard work. Yeah. Like hard yeah. work is the the thing that motivates me and the challenges me. Like the fact that when I go to our job and I don't get challenged, that's the thing that is the most depressing and the most difficult thing to get up in the morning and go to work because it, it isn't worthwhile yeah. whereas if i'm going like you Brett, if i if, if i'm going somewhere i've never been before to do something i've never done before and there's a lot riding on it that suddenly has value oh, yeah You're just yeah like, <laughs> exactly it's crazy and, it, and it's intimidating and it's you know it's daunting and, and, and it's exciting but like that's that's the point that's why we're fucking alive if we're just here to then wait till the weekend what's the point no oh, yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. No, What's I mean, a weekend anyway? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, because I, I, I know I've said about it uh, on this show many a time, like the the fact that back at uh, one of my previous IT jobs, the the day that I completely lost all enthusiasm was the day that I realised I could turn up, do nothing, and nobody noticed, and 
and that was when I that was that was to me like my job is going to work and being mentally tortured and hating every second of it. And the thing is, is that that was kind of like this weird in betweeny time where I was trying to to do the whole nine to five, you know, have a proper career and and all that bollocks. And before that, I I changed my job every six to well between every six weeks and six months. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I I'd have a different job. I was doing different things. I was trying to. I, one of my Were you one a of, uh, I, I was, but one of my favorite times was when I was working as a um, as a temp, and when I'd literally I wouldn't know what I was going to be doing the next day. As a like, tent. Temp. Oh. T-E-M-P. Steve um, was a tent. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, I'd, I'd work different places. Like I'd get to job different pretty people. I'd, I'd get to do, um, like, completely random and different things. And it was really, really great. And and from from there, I went on and I did other things. But, you know, e- even after that, when I was um, working in a stable job, um, I was you were a stable <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> um but I was working in a stable job and I still had um other jobs outside of that I was still doing taking on other things I was I was you know I, I had a, an outside bar business I was working on the door I was um, doing laboring I was you know I'd, I'd get a friend ring me up and be like oh shit Steve is there any chance you can drive to Manchester to pick up this car for me and and bring it no, back no questions and, asked yeah like just well yeah. there will be a suitcase um, in the passenger seat don't open it but uh but like random shit like that and like um i, I remember when me and jazz had been together for about six months uh one of my friends asked us to play at his dad's 60th birthday uh, uh, and it was in a chateau in france and it was two shit. weeks away and it was like Fuck it, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We we'll make something work, and like doing stupid, random, fun shit like that. Like Brett was saying, like doing those fucking mad things where you don't know what you're going to be doing from one day to the next. It's mm. great, and that's what I enjoy, and I enjoy that that craziness. And and people think, oh yeah, but you're just fucking swanning around doing whatever you want, and they think they act like that's not hard work. Yeah, and it fucking is. Like it, it's fucking draining but it's exhilarating at the same time and that's why it doesn't feel like it's hard work it's because it's so fucking enjoyable <laughs> and because it gives you the energy like if i'm if i'm sat at work i've i've had a really shit day today um this time of year is when we've got to do our self end of year self-assessment and oh, it, it yeah it it genuinely it fills me with dread i hate doing them um to the point where i get real like it I'm full of anxiety. I can't do it. I, it takes me hours just to type out a single sentence because it, there's something about them that, that fucks with my head. Um, so I spent all day feeling like shit and I've had a headache and I've been blah, blah, blah. Whereas, you know, 10 minutes of talking to you guys and I'm back, I'm enthusiastic, I'm excited, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I spent all day feeling shit and tired and crap. If I was in the workshop working with, say, I'm, if I'm working with Joe, even if I'm not working on um like anything particularly exciting if i you know i'm just moving stock around so that joe and alex can do things i'm li- literally just lifting and moving anvils around like that's fun that's enjoyable that's <laughs> that, that yeah that, that it's hard work it's yeah. fuck's like harder than this is but it's it's enjoyable stuff so, so you it doesn't feel like hard work it's, it's that whole thing of you know if you love what you do and you never work a day in your life it's it's that exactly and and i think for 
a lot of people they they look at it from the outside and they see you enjoying it and that's why they think oh that's not a job because you're having fun that's not that's not a job because you're not miserable yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) well to go back to al's point springboarding from that steve to go back to al's point it's a conditioning right yeah there's that 20th and 21st century situation of of like uh fucking millennials (laughs) yeah fucking millennials we're all technically millennials right no Um, we're, we're the generation before apparently well, good as long as it's changed. <laughs> um, Either way, we're all fucked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Should we put paper bags over our heads or something? <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that conditioning of of you know, I know I know we're meant to be talking about things that are nuts and crazy. I I think there are moments when you know I'll, I'll chat with my parents where they've accepted it as basically law these days, where it's just they're not going to know where I'm at, but they're constantly supportive, which is awesome. But I know there have been moments in the past where it's just this feeling of like, you're nuts. Like you're never, I don't know how you're going to survive or we just want to make sure you're going to be okay. It would be great if you had a stable job with health insurance and benefits and a 401k. And it's because the, the conditioning that went on and, and the, stuff that they were told was the right way or the right way to approach life and careers and families and friends and all those things. You know, you, you get a family, you move to a neighborhood, you make friends with all your neighbors, your world exists within five miles of your radius of your house. Right. (laughs) And now, now it's like, if I ever have a conversation with anybody and I'm chatting about my friends, it could be one of, you know, like 40 countries where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, I've got a friend in Germany or <laughs> the UK or hell, making Macon stuff is in Namibia, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and we've chatted through Patreon a few times. He's super awesome, really nice guy. And we've got people in Australia and all over the planet. And I'm sure to the, to the outside looking in person, that's a bit nutty to think that like, wait, didn't you have a desk job a few years ago <laughs> making like relatively decent pay and your job wasn't hard. And you're like, it's not a question of whether it was hard because like you guys said, like I love hard work when, when there's something to be put to task, I actually, this isn't some grand statement about being like, I don't want to work for anybody else. I want to do my own thing. I actually was very comfortable working for other people as long as there was directives hmm. and like, you know, I hate the non-quantifiable thing, but as long as you could kind of quantify the work, if somebody asked me to do a repetitive, tedious, ridiculous thing that meant nothing at the end of the day, if you're smart enough to kind of realize that that's when you get resentful and you go, (laughs) Jesus, why are they asking me to, you know, fill out these forms for a self-assessment at the end of the year? And you're like, who did, what do you want me to say? You work with me. Yeah. That was one of the main things. (laughs) I did good. My job. Yeah. My, my last job, when I left it, I did a self-assessment. I felt like I was, you know, busting my ass and my peers respected and appreciated the hard work that I was putting in, but my superior gave his assessment of me and then they got released because we had a transparent company (laughs) and based on my self-assessment and his assessment, because of the program that they were using to run this all through, there was a huge like red flag that went up of like 
the differences between these two assessments is too big. <laughs> <laughs> so like, One of them is lying. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it actually ended up being a jumping off point of just being like, I can't do this anymore. The guy that I work under thinks that I don't give a shit anymore. I'm not working hard or I didn't want to be involved in these projects and stuff. And I could actually bear down on each one of those things that he called out. And I was like, you asked me to make this thing, which I then talked to the product team about. And they said, we shouldn't do that. And I said, great. Because at the end of the day, I had to deliver it to them to put out. And for the C see something oh on the product side the head of product was just like no we shouldn't do that and i was like all right well he's above you in the ladder so <laughs> i listened to him and now you're taking it out on me because you think i don't want to work for you that's not the case i just bypassed you because i thought it was a dumb task <laughs> and then I yes, you because you're an idiot well yeah and that's like i realized that you know, stepping away from it now, I'm like, yeah, it was kind of a dickish move. I could have easily just had both of them in the same room and been like, hey, uh, this is the thing on my plate. What do we think about it? And just had a discussion. But to be honest, at the end of the day, the guy that was above me was kind of a prick. So I went around him. <laughs> um, but it's it's nuts to think that um, where I am now, based on the prior experiences, and I know I've like deviated like crazy, but... <laughs> having the friends all over the world and having all the perspectives and, and all of the, you know, mutual respect and mutual approach for things. And like this big adventure that we're all on gets you jacked up, Steve, like, you know, today's not a bad day for me, at least it's cold and it sucks, but like Jim and I are cracking on projects. I'm a little ahead in videos. I feel pretty good about things going forward. Cause I'm trying to bust my butt, but Man, I I wouldn't trade. I'll be in the shop 26 degrees. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll be in the shop. It'll be 26 degrees in the shop for the rest of the day and only get colder. And I wouldn't trade that for going back into that desk job. Like, you couldn't tell me. That, I don't know how much money. <laughs> you, could, you could be like, oh, we'll offer you X amount of dollars for, you know, a week of your time to come back into the desk job. And I would absolutely tell them to jog on. Because... Yeah. I'd prefer it be this way. Yeah. It's a little weird and it's a little crazy and yeah, it can get tiresome and I know I get down on it. You know, I told you guys in the new year's episode that it's like, I want to do a better job of like regaining my perspective on things and realizing where we're at. And I'm, I'm not going to not be a grump. It's just inherent, <laughs> but I do want to have a better outlook because of how crazy this is. This is the way I want to, do this. Yeah. Like I don't have X amount of time, you know, the, the, the time left to do what I want to do and try and enjoy it is, is minimal or not, maybe not minimal, but it's like, it's not everlasting. Yeah. I want to be able to do the crazy shit and just make whip crack decisions <laughs> on dumb projects and, I don't know. Two years ago, would I have been blacksmithing in Steve's Forge? I didn't know anything about smithing or who you were. No, exactly. And now here we are. I mean, because it, it, it's funny you say that about... Holy um, crap, I went all over the place. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, How disjointed can I get? Now we've done that enough. I was going to say, to kind of bring it back around onto what we were 
originally vaguely kind of maybe going to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, like the, the fact that you said about having friends all over the world, um, it, it made me laugh because uh, I can remember when I was like 19, 20 and up, uh, I had a load of friends that lived up in Leeds, which for those of you that don't know, the geography of England is about five, four hours away from me, depending on how fast you drive. Um, but yeah, like four or five, five hour drive away. And Which is basically next door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other end um, of the country. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so like at, at that sort of age, I'd say to friends like, oh, I'm just going to pop up to Leeds for the weekend to go see my mates up there. And they thought it was nuts for, for that. Like, how can you even have friends in Leeds? It's fucking miles away sort of thing. And um, that's something with you English folks and thinking that an hour away is just. Well, it's, it's because oh, I'm so close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is like that, that was nuts back then. Whereas now I'm being like, oh yeah, I might go around Sweden and yeah, go stay with, with Rasmus and Terj and with Gundamir and, and, and people like that. Like, and, and just go and see all these people that I've, I've become friends with that are out there. Like a year ago, that, that would have seemed absolutely insane whereas now i'm like yeah no fuck it i'm gonna do it <laughs> and uh and like if i think about the sort of projects that i'm doing um now and that i've got planned over the next six months compared to what i was thinking of when i very first started doing like the blacksmithing stuff like it's insane like the the, the difference between the two so i kind of want to know like for you guys if there's any projects that you think obviously time dependent but like that you think are even like a year ago you would have just th thought no that's that's impossible that's never going to happen that's just a not even worth dreaming about sort of thing but now kind of go actually you know what fuck it i'm gonna build that pirate ship or whatever <laughs> that was Al, Al, pretty much literally exactly what i was thinking about i was like if i'm gonna build a viking ship <laughs> where can i build it yeah <laughs> but that's but the thing it has it, access to wood and i can then remove it so i can take yeah if i could spend the next year of my life building serenity and then inviting crew <laughs> on board where could i do that but the thing is well, it's, not, it's not that far-fetched no well this is the thing is it's it, like it i don't know about you guys but now it seems like it's not a case of um like the actual concept of of building something ridiculous it's literally just logistics like can i get a a workshop that's big enough yeah and here's, can i get the equipment and here's whatever? a here's a nutty idea attached to that i know i know i keep bringing it up and we've joked about the the full-size firefly but you know one of the craziest things that i want to build just to do specifically like within that build I want to make bunks that you have to climb down into. <laughs> and then I want toilets that come out from the wall yeah. <laughs> that go back in. And like the water systeming within that is just like ingenious level <laughs> engineering for a small space. You have a ladder that you have to climb out of like the bunk situation alone. That's I want to just make a bunk. <laughs> and then I'll build everything else out from it, I guess. A bunker. Do it underground. Yeah. A bunker. Bunka. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it is weird, Steve, and and this is the first time I think I've thought of it in this sense. But yeah, none of those concepts really elude me anymore. I mean, Al, Al's been working on a project 
to make an entire suit of armor. <laughs> That's insane. But I know well and oh, good that on, he's... Just on that note, turns out that steel is way heavier than aluminium. Yeah, yeah, yeah massively. <laughs> wow. But I, I, love, I love knowing Al well enough to know that it's not out of his realm of doability. Like, hell, he made Tira, and it was just like, how? How did he do that? And it looks great. It looks fucking awesome. So now you, you talk about skill sets from somebody who's proven uh, themselves a designer and somebody that can really crack out good work, quality work quickly, but then translate that into physical making objects, not digital. And Steve, I, I've seen your approach to you know, blacksmithing and the way that you do production level and the way that you kind of uh, parse through steps and processes and everything like that. Something like Serenity, especially if we had the whole crew there, it's just <laughs> like, that's not, yeah, it is just logistics at that point because I'm yeah. pretty sure, well, Jess would bust her ass bar none on just whatever needed to get done. Red, I'm pretty sure would just magically create whatever we asked it to do. <laughs> Ellen would full on just be like, yeah, she'd be yeah. fine. The engine room is hers to do with what she wants as far as I'm <laughs> But like that little crew, right? I, I'm not trying to just lock ourselves into this one little like fun group that we've got developed, but it's not crazy. If we <laughs> just had the time and the space, I'm pretty sure we could do it. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, th that's the thing is it, it it, and it's it doesn't even have to be building serenity it could be literally fucking anything like even down to um doing individual projects like a year ago i never would have even felt vaguely comfortable doing anything with electronics now i've got a load of electronics projects planned it's just a case of, of getting around to doing it and I, I realize they're not on the the same scale but it's the the kind of jump is still there for me um even though i work with computers and with technology and with electronics all the time anyway it's just something that i've never really felt comfortable around but it's the, it says the guy with the gigantic thing behind him on the whiteboard that oh yeah nothing but confusing <laughs> yeah this is a circuit board with words on it yeah it's it's uh, a, a very that that's a low level or sorry a very high level uh flow map of our entire system that's, all right disgusting yeah. continue please um what was I saying? Electronics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, with, with the electronic stuff, like, there there was no way a year ago I would have felt anywhere near comfortable taking on anything that involved electricity just because I don't understand it. It confused me. Whereas now it's it's not even a case of, well, I've had a bit of experience with electronics, so therefore I feel comfortable. It's more a case of I I know enough people that um, that have done it and that understand it. Not that I can necessarily need to go and ask them for help. It's just like, actually, you know what? If if Al can do it, then fuck it. I, I can sit down and I can use Google for half an hour and I can figure out what this thing is. You know, I can I can construct the idea in my head and then figure out the how. And again, it's just the logistics. And it, it's realizing that that having an idea and wanting to do that idea is, that's the hard bit. Like coming up with that initial concept is the hard bit and figuring out like, kind of the rough idea of how it all works then it's, it's like you say it, but it's, it's not just, crazy it's not yeah. crazy anymore yeah and then it's just figuring out the, the how-to uh, yeah no I've, I, as we've been talking about this like I've, I've slowly been kind of having revelations about what <laughs> is what is nuts and what is 
crazy and what you can deem something that's like you know not 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 really believable but blows your mind when it happens and it's all like completely relative like just talking about our generation for one like where we where we come from in the 80s to now you know so much has changed in terms of like technology basically yeah um, mm -hmm. and specifically the internet and bringing the world closer together so you know we would never have had these this international group of friends um but even going further back than that the generation before us like the leaps and bounds that have been made yeah. since then things like that would seem <clears throat> fucking crazy whereas now if you you know just expected a kid to like talk to the wall and something to happen they wouldn't think <laughs> it would be nuts at all yeah like, well that's normal that's just everyday life but, like <laughs> nutsness is is just relative like Exactly, Stevie. When you're saying you're you're a kid, driving to Leeds was like mad. Oh, you're yeah. mad. Who yeah. drive to Leeds for? Like, people say the same thing to me because I lived abroad for a bit. <laughs> like, you know, there's absolutely nothing nuts about that. Like, yeah. half of our international friends are expats, or they've moved, or you know, Ellen moved from the Netherlands to Denmark. You know, there's people all over the place, but it's only relative to the tiny little sort of village that I'm from. Yeah, that that was deemed nuts, but like Amsterdam is the place I've lived longer than anywhere else in my life. So Shit, yeah, not living in Amsterdam is nuts yeah. to me. You know, <laughs> living living in England is nuts. Um, so it, it's it's all just absolutely. It's all, it's all kind of but right, so as you're talking about. You know, huge projects that you can do. All it just requires is the right people and you know the right attitude and the right enthusiasm. And then nothing's nuts. You know, Elon Musk. Oh, he's a he's madman. What's he doing? It's like, no, he's just doing what his imagination is capable of. And yeah. that, that is literally anything. If any if we can imagine anything as a species, at some point along the line we'll be able to do it. Yeah. You know, what what was once fiction is now basically fact. You know, crazy Jules Verne ideas and thoughts are just reality now. They're just normal things. Um, yeah. so what would would deem witchcraft and and you know burn him. He's not just, you know, it's <laughs> just bronze. <laughs> well, yeah. So, well, there's some classic statement about like all science, all classical science was deemed magic because there was no like proof or yeah, yeah, something along those lines. I, I'm totally butchering that, but <laughs> yeah, it's until until there's like a provability or. Or it's something, isn't it the like person to execute the task? Go ahead. Isn't it something like uh, all science is magic until you understand it, or something like that? I don't know. Adventure Time makes a bunch of hilarious quotes about it, but I'm not going to do that because <laughs> um, Princess Bubblegum doesn't believe in magic, even though there's wizards. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I constantly get. Uh, I, I have to take a step back in moments like this because you guys are are really making me think a lot in terms of how over time things have just become more normal and not so crazy. Like, like you're saying, Al, it's when the internet came out and I was 1996 sitting in front of a crappy old computer, it was like, <laughs> this is as good as it's going to get. I am a child. I am talking to my friends right now and I'm not on the phone. This is the best. And then my mom would be like, I have to use the phone. And I'd be like, I have to shut AOL off. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and now, now you get to these points where, yes, in terms of builds, things have gotten uh, less out of the crazy realm, right? Mm -hmm. That that board you put on the wall or that little notebook that you have that says, these are really far-fetched ideas is becoming more manageable. 
yeah. or or something that you're able to actually put a perspective gauge on. I'm going, you know, that's really not that far out. I, I could probably do that. Some of that requires other people. Some of it requires equipment, tools, whatever. But in terms of nutty, crazy stuff that has happened in my life, when you're not talking about building or making anything, everything is a leap. And it just keeps getting easier every time. Mm-hmm. Last year, it was like, I'm going to Maker Central. This is going to be crazy. I have no idea what I'm looking forward to. I only know two people. You know, <laughs> everybody else I've talked to in comment sections and on Instagram. And now it's like, well, yeah, I'll be at Maker Central this year. And then people. And then we'll have more people. And then we'll be on stage and do that. And it'll be fun. And then what do we do afterwards again? <laughs> None of it's crazy anymore. It's just like, yeah, I'm just, that's just a thing that I do now. Yeah. I love yeah. it. No, it's 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 fucking awesome. In fact, you could go so far as to say that it's spiffing. Okay, cool. Uh, so I am going to go first this week, and because I'm not. A complete asshole. I'm not going to mm. steal uh, Al's spiff this week, even though it was someone that I was going to spiff originally. That's fine. Uh, instead, I'm going to go with someone that isn't really a, a maker. Um, uh, he's more of a mechanic, I guess. Um, but it's Mike Finnegan, who, if you've ever watched the Roadkill um, YouTube series, uh, he's one of the guys in there. He's got um, a load of other things going on, like Finnegan's Garage and stuff like that. Um, and he's he's nuts. He's just bought a a car transporter that's like 300 foot long, but only has a front axle and a rear axle. And it looks like it needs like four other axles and maybe some articulation. And American cars are weird. Um, but yeah, it does like loads of really nuts stuff. And... It's worth checking out, especially like Stubby Bob. Just just put Stubby Bob into YouTube and you can thank me later. Uh, Brett, you're next. Uh, more than likely a respiff, but since we're talking about nuts, you could watch Jackman's Giant Nutcracker. Also, yes. he's, he's insane. Yes, <laughs> and yes, just yes. the sweetest boy. And his wife is crazy too, and I love them. They're both very fantastic people. Ah. And that giant nutcracker was just, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> yes, he would hand turn all of these things. And it's just, it's just like Jackman has just become this, like how many pieces of pallet wood will you <laughs> use on this thing? It, one by one inch pieces, you know, yeah. we're going to make something 12 feet tall, but you have to make it only using things the size of a coaster. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Oh, Jack, was, as, as far as nuts goes, pretty sure he's insane. Yeah. Uh, but, so, Al, that's you. I've just realized I'm a fucking idiot. And well, my spiffy did what he did for the exact reason that Brett has just said. And it's only just dawned on me. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost like. I led into that. I don't think you did. I think you're just good at pretending. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think I was that good. So talking of nuts, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, if you've not seen Bernie's new video, uh, Works by Solo, where he makes giant walnuts, 
they're fucking brilliant. Um, they're nuts in terms of just the imagination and the idea to make a huge walnut, but also the the sort of sort of um, attention to detail that goes in. So he he three D prints them, but then you know gets the surface finish of a walnut, but then actually yeah. packs walnut dust into the filler, yeah. to give it the texture, so it actually cracks open like a real it's nut. Brilliant! It's, it's just so smart. Um, he's really charming. Bernie's a super nice guy. Um, great channel, really well shot videos as well. Yeah. Um, if you're not subscribed, go check it out. But he makes these huge walnuts, <laughs> fills them with regular size walnuts, and it's just dawned on me that the for Paul Jackman's giant nutcracker. So hopefully there'll be some sort of hilarious combo <laughs> video in the future where he cracks them open. Um, but yeah, they're fantastic and yeah. ultimately nuts. Yeah, no, that was a, a very good spiff. Who I was actually going to spiff. But uh, yeah, no, definitely go check them out because I I will hold my hands up and admit that I didn't I, I wasn't actually subscribed to Bernie's channel. He, I thought I was and I wasn't. Um, and I then went through and watched about eight of his videos uh, in a row, and they're all brilliant. Um, and yeah, I I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Really smart guy as well. He can teach you a lot about oh, hell yeah. engineering and yeah. And, yeah. I wish and, I had a t- I wish I had a teacher like Bernie when I was a kid. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right. Uh, any other business before we get too much into that? Uh, Brett, did you want to go with that one? Lights. <laughs> What's just, happening? Are you in the dark now or something? The sun is going down. It's four o'clock, so it's sunset time. Like right, 30 cool. seconds ago, it was like full light, and now it looks like you're sat in a cave. I am in a cave. Okay. Uh, yeah, did you want to talk about Ellen's video? Ellen did episode eight <laughs> of Fool Fly. Yes. Go and watch. There we go. Because Fool Fly. Yes. And it's uh, great. Yeah, Brett was very great. excited about it when we were in the break and was going to talk about it, but obviously forgot. Um, but yeah, if you haven't already, go watch Ellen's latest video. It's uh, it, I, I love how they're just getting more and more about the story and the makings just kind of like, yeah, I just made something as well, but also I almost, I didn't, I didn't want to reveal anything uh, or give away anything. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't some big secret, but (laughs) when Ellen and I were chatting about shooting with Scully, I was like, Oh, I guess I have to go buy dinosaurs now. (laughs) So, I'm like walking around Walmart going, where do they keep the plastic dinosaurs? Please and thank you. Uh, like, oh, don't worry, they're they're for work. Yeah, <laughs> I need these for the internet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whilst we're talking about people who have videos out, um, Rasmus uh, has just released a video, and it's a really nice one about forging a bill hook for his dad. And also, he made some jokes about me during it, and he's mean. Uh, yeah, so I, go watch that video and then go watch the video that Jess posted when he's 12. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a, for those of you that aren't in the group and don't know, uh, right, Jess, for some reason, was watching Erasmus video from three centuries ago. And <laughs> the, the subtitles on it, the like YouTube translation algorithm, it just worked wonders. It was beautiful. Um, Speaking of people who are beautiful and have videos out as well, oh. uh, Tyler, Tyler Bell. If you're not already subscribed to him, go subscribe. Um, he just released a foot vice video, and it's made me want a foot vice, even though I don't need a foot vice. And if you don't know what a foot vice is, 
Go watch a video. So there. Talk about talk about going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking about the foot vice. Then he's like, screw it, I'm making one. Yeah. And then go and watch uh, Adam and Laura make the over-engineered bottle opener because it's essentially the same video. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, I think that's it. Unless anybody has any other, any other, any any other other business. No, no. Okay. I, I love it when you two respond. Uh, yes, Steve. Thanks, mate. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Such hard fucking work. Uh, this is a job. This is well when it feels like a job. <laughs> uh, you know my supervisor. <laughs> well done. Good arch reference. Uh, Yes, if you want to get hold of us on the social medias, you can find us in all the usual places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Thade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. <laughs> Words. We, we got them. Uh, if you want to get hold of us as a group, you can find us at fwtpodcast.com or on Instagram at, at fwtpodcast. Or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, there's a group. Called Fools with Tools. It's a fun I can't, I can't recommend the uh, the Fools with Tools Instagram feed anymore because it's got fantastic thumbnails for the episodes. They are fucking and glorious. If you don't see them, you are missing out on at least eighty percent of the quality of this show. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. This podcast would be nothing without those thumbnails. Yeah, like genuinely, as the only podcast that has thumbnails, apart from maybe the scratched one, but we <laughs> have good ones. Yeah, yeah. If, if genuinely, if your podcast app doesn't show you the thumbnails, go and check them out because Al does fantastic work every week, and they make me happy. I'm um, really hoping. You know what? I have to tack this on to the end of this episode, but I really hope at one point we can just make like one big poster with, with all, all of them, <laughs> just like one big mosaic of everything. Oh, that's that such a good done. idea. We'll do it when we hit a hundred. We'll make. We'll get some posters. Yeah. Made. Yes. Well, good, oh, good quilt. thinking. <laughs> quilt of Ellen. Quilt of Ellen I typed it in quote. there to not give it away, obviously. Oh, easy. Hey. Brilliant. Oh, okay, tell you what. If you can make a quilt with owner's face on a sheep. <laughs> no, that'll be like a long, like a draft excluder. You know, like those big long. <laughs> oh, no, you should make it like a sleeping bag. Why don't we make it a scarf? Pull it over your head and it's just on his face. Why is that about Patreon merch again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, go join the group. Uh, answer the questions because otherwise we ask you to answer the questions. Um, also, thanks, John, for being such a legend. Uh, thank you, John. Yes, that's uh, yes, that's yeah, thank you. Um, I think that's it. That, is that it? Yeah, Brett's waving, so bye. <laughs>